60 Minutes. Accompanied by their manager, Everybody and welcome to Into the Snowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on this show, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. And if you like us on the podcast feed, give this video a or give the podcast a five star review and comment on the video with your thoughts. You can also follow us everywhere on social media at Galaxy Geeks EL, and you can follow us on Twitch. At Galaxy Geeks channel, I am your host, Neil McKeg, and joining me, as always, he is the Christian Herloff to my Mark Ellis. He is Luke Sutton. Luke, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. I was trying to get stuff together. As you can tell, we do not have our third partner on, on the stream because Audrey is working on our Etsy store. Yes, if you she... have not checked it out, it is Oso Galaxy. We are going to plug it at the very beginning so we don't forget it. Because I'm bad about forgetting stuff. How about so I just it, do that then? Plugs. Yep. Yeah, might as well show show that to start out. I am going to share the screen. Oh, we gotta take we that go. off then. There it is. Here we go. So as you can see, we have uh, uh, Galaxy Geek shirts. I am so happy about the Galaxy Geek shirts. I also wanted to do the plugs first because I want to give people time to get on the channel and talk and stuff like I that. Had to, I had to zoom in on the screen so I could see what was up there. Well, you've got the Galaxy Geek shirt, which is unisex. You've got this um, Baby Yoda slash and and um, Stitch. Oh, wow. It took me a sec. You also have these fabric bookmarks. Audrey is going to try other things. We also have the Oso Galaxy shirt. I like so much how you were like, you know, that um, character from that one movie, you know, Lilo and Lilo and Stitch. Well, you, you see, you know, things happen. Yeah, things happen to where we're not as smart. Oh, what? There's a good question. Oh, what are the sizes? Uh, that's probably it. That is a good idea. All right. So hey, size yeah. is let me go back and share share screen. We're going to keep your comment up, Brian, so that we can fully answer the question. All right. So we have dip, we have multiple colors. We got Amish green, ash, coral blue. I did all of them, honestly. And size <laughs> options, we have small, medium, large, extra large, double, two XL, and three XL. Yeah. So everything. Whichever <laughs> one, whichever your size is, go ahead and. Pick it up as soon as possible because, man, we, I don't know. Having a store is weird now, but also very cool. I mean, did you ever think you'd have a shirt with our logo on it? No, but then again, we've had multiple logos at this point. So I was just like, which, if you were to ask me, oh, Eli, we're going to have a shirt with our logo on it. My question would be, which one? This is the, as of right now, our logo for a while. This is the main one. You know, it would be nice if we had this ISG on a shirt as well. Ooh, that might be something I might need to do. Come on! That should have been one of the first things you thought of. Well, you see, ISG is something that we just kind of started really using the name ISG. We kind of used it, but... But nonetheless, it's it's still connected to Into the Snowdown Galaxy. Like, again... No, okay, look, Brian, <laughs> I'm only in a new location. This is why. I Because I was testing this out. I was had this all hooked up. I was looking at the connection to this, and I was seeing, like, the three um, little bars that you see, like, next to the live area and where you see how many people are watching. Like, around that area, I was getting, like, one bar, then two bars, and I was like, okay, look, I'm not even going to risk it. I'm just going to go ahead and go to a different location where I know for a certain – the internet connection is a whole lot better. And that is why I'm here. Whenever I need a good location for the internet connection, I just go straight to my dad's room. Well, I also wanted to do this, and I probably should have told you this, but I was late to the show. Yeah, like literally three minutes before the show, he popped in. 
And I was like, oh, well, looks like I'm doing the show by myself then. Well, that would have been an interesting show, right? It would have been amazing. I would have been talking to myself. That would have been fun, right? Yeah, it would have been 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah, I can talk for 20 minutes. Well, I wanted to pull this up because this is probably one of the mo- the important scenes that we need to that we need to talk about before mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go ahead and take this off now because we're not plugging anything anymore yeah man you're just doing a lot of the shared screen stuff today I know I am I am really showing it this is the scene that I really want to dive into this will probably be part of our good honestly the scenes were great this week but I just wanted to show this one. Mm-hmm. All right, we are here now to go over this contract for the match. Can you hear it? Okay. The winner of this match will play Marisol McKee in a number one contender match. Mike, oh my gosh, coming off of 37 minutes late last week. That's insane. Then the boss Bateman, who defeated Rick Raddus. Have I told you how much I love this thing? Here is the contract. I yeah, you did earlier today. I feel like honestly, and this is just a nitpicky thing with me. I feel like I would have won it a different we will desk. have ourselves a match ah. again. This is a rematch between Ben. That's Bay all they had. That's really nitpicky. Again, I, I know it's, it, you've seen it. it's a real nitpicky it's thing. Too much. But now, yeah. please to Shannon, and then we can get it over to the den. I didn't even hesitate. Well, this is an anticipated match between the two of you. Keep yeah, going. I agree with Brian. And Ben, the boss Bateman. I agree. It did feel like WWE, didn't it? Yeah. I was, I was like, we have ourselves a match. <laughs> There's only Ross one thing this scene was missing to fully nice. feel like a contract signing with WWE. Like Someone what? gets put through a table. So we'll see you guys in about. Uh, this was close. In a couple years, yeah, you know, long couple years, huh, pal? It has. You've had a good career, man. You, you know, you play really well in the other divisions, and I know they say you're a three division player, but I mean, are you really a three division player? Come on. I mean, <laughs> I would say so. I don't know. Okay. I, you had a good match. I, I'm just—I always get your best. I know I'm gonna get your best, and I'm really looking forward to it, man. Mm-hmm. You're very cute out there. <laughs> it's gonna be fun playing against you. Okay. And Shannon, you're looking. Good. See, that's the switch. That is the switch. Like, look at Mike. Deep in division for a long time. You don't want to play in singles. How, how take would you be? Oh man, I would. I would want to. This is a question. That's a question for you, not me. No, like this is. I'm fine. Like I'll be honest. When I first watched this scene, I missed everything. Not everything, but like the majority of what Ben was saying. But now hearing it closer, I was like, oh man. I'm not mad. That doesn't get me. It doesn't bother me. Don't let that shit bother you. Snap out of that. That's not worth it. I do have to say, Mike, put his hands on you, Ben. If you, we can void the contract now. And I can see. I'm shocked that he life. even did, went that route. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, me prick. we're gonna have some fun. I mean, that's that's fun. like the precedent no. that they've set. I wouldn't miss it. Oh, mm. uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I All forgot right, about Mike, that. Because when Andrew speared Roca, take off. Um, guy was suspended. Guys, enough. Enough. That was too far. Yeah, that was like I'm not saying. Look, you could tell that everyone was in was in on it, but like I don't know, like, hmm, because now we get into the the discussion of which I think it is an important discussion. Um, what is too far? Stop it! Okay, so bad about that. Look, now we get into the discussion of because again, like. He said that was too far, and we and we know everyone knows that Ben and Mike have a very cordial relationship, really behind the scenes when not in character. But then, like we have the discussion because we all know Chandru basically said the same stuff. Well, you got uh, this rematch is going to be golden from Leo, and then too far is a slap and tackle. That that is interesting. Like, yeah, go ahead and uh, finish your thought, Eli. 
Well, my thought is like again when people when we when people talk about like oh was this going too far with like what he was saying to Shannon and like towards the that sort of stuff it gets into the question of because if Chandru would have said this people would have started might have even said like hey Chandru that that was too far that was too far for you to say any of that yet I haven't heard any of that with. Ben and it could be because people know like Ben is playing a character and Ben's really good at playing said character but like I don't know like it's one of well, the it's, it's, just a, it's the character yeah. difference like alright Chandru he's just a heel to be a heel and he's gonna just he will go too far in some cases and that's his character Ben is a flirt he's flirtatious mm. he's he is trying to play that sexy character, someone who's trying to not just be good at trivia, but try to be the pretty boy. That's his character. So him flirting with Shannon makes sense. And mm -hmm. Mike, it makes sense of Mike's reaction. I mean, of course, they yeah. both hate each other. There has just been so well, much animosity over the years. Well, I have a question. Like, Let's say someone, like you were in the sort of position where Mike was, and someone said the exact same thing sort of to Audrey, would you have done the same thing? Okay, so... Well, then again, no, never mind. You don't answer because you're not a violent person. <laughs> well, I mean, it, in that in that case, you're right. I mean, for me, I'm stepping back. I'm, I'm analyzing the situation. Mm -hmm. If someone ever went after Audrey, that's a different story. I'm mm -hmm. going to defend my wife, stuff like that. But when, when I am confronted with a situation, I'm more someone who's going to step back, think of the situation. If I get upset... Does it help the situation? Am I actually defending my wife or, am I, or is it just going to cause the situation to get worse? That's kind of how I feel about stuff is being wise with your actions, being gentle, but also shrewd. That's what I've always lived my gentle, life by. but shrewd. Yeah. And so that, but in, for this situation, I love these reactions. I love, like you'll notice, I mean, everyone's kind of reacts, reacts to like asking the question, like if it, a slap or a tackle, is it too far? Like where, the, what's the conversation around the schmodown? Should they allow violence? Like, mm -hmm. but you'll notice every time they allow violence, that's the only thing that's talked about. It's yeah. the focus then. And a lot of new fans come back, actually. There's a lot of people who are actually get excited because it's like, oh, wow, this is more of the wrestling feel. And it, there's so much more story and character because, you know, that that much raw emotion, you're going to want to show it in some way. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think for the Schmodown, they're they're at a weird crossroads there because I think they have two distinct factions in the fan fandom. One mm -hmm. side that says no violence too far. We just don't want to see it. And then the other side says, we want to see it. Um, like Brian says, when Saul went after Bateman for the Peggy Betray, that went too far. See, like, I, I actually get where you're saying, Brian, but for me, for what I enjoy about Shmodown, it didn't bother me too bad. But, yeah. Eli, what do you think there? Well, when you, I look at, like, when it comes to the putting your hands on someone, because, again, everyone knows I'm very much a WWE, like, wrestling purse, AEW. I, I'm used to if two people are having a beef with each other and it's like a wrestling-esque thing, I'm used to just one guy tackling the other guy and then just beating him down. That's what I'm used to. So when I see stuff like the Smodown, which is supposed to be inspired by it, and I sort of don't see them attack, I'm sort of like, all right, I feel like this moment would have been better if, like, someone would have put, like, with Saul with Bateman. I felt like that moment, the moment of Saul putting his hands on Bateman elevated that moment to where it's like, no, that is a believable response. Like, from how Saul has been presented on the, or on the show as a character, that makes sense for what Saul would do. And then going with Mike, like everything that has been presented about him and his character, that makes sense for what Mike the Killer Kalinowski would do if that situation happened. That's why I'm a little bit more, <clears throat> I'm a little bit more okay with stuff like that. Like again, if Kevin Smets would have like decked Shundru at any moment during the early part of um, this year, I was like. 
yeah, Tundra deserves it. It makes sense. I mean, I mean, the Smasher is called the Smasher for a reason. So if the Smasher would have literally like hit a spine buster or tackled Chundru through a table, I would be like, that makes sense. That makes eh, sense with the character. This in, no. His his yeah. character this season one, but I will say, I this mean, like actually, early on, like yeah, early. early on this. Season. Oh yeah. Now like, he's sort of mellowed. Well, my my question there is. Do you think the Schmodown is at an identity crisis? Because I think earlier in the seasons, whenever they first brought in violence, people went nuts over, over like uh, the Roka gang tackled, and it was such a big deal. Do you think the audience is more for these attacks, these uh, these emotional outbursts? Are they more okay with it? Or are they less okay with it as the years have gone on? I think it depends on... Because if we look at the history of the violence, if you want to say that, Andrew Guy tackled John Roca. He was suspended for a year and came back and he tackled Bateman through a table. Then after that, when Bateman had his match against Andrew Guy in a wrestling ring, I might add, um, Ben Bateman hit Andrew across the back with a chair and, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then Roxy slapped Bateman during that moment. And now this is sort of like with Saul and with Mike now, this is sort of the first time we've gotten physical in a while. And again, uh, pandemic. Earlier this season, I think there was a, a form of violence. Um, no, it, no, it's only so far the biggest thing has been Saul. There was a saw, but there was there was something else. I thought I thought there was a less on the chat. Less on the chat if there was something else because I felt like we've had this conversation. Like something else came other than the saw situation. I don't um, know, and I don't remember. I just know Saul was the one that stuck out the most. But I feel like, and this is just a personal thing. If they do moments like this, at least like grabbing someone in a very physical manner, I don't think that's pushing it too far now i've again i made the joke like if kevin would have kevin smith would have decked chandru i would i would not have been shocked but i feel like maybe doing that is going too far like actually punching someone is too far whereas um okay all right there was no uh violent things before the sausage went okay thank you yeah uh no other uh violent act this year as far as i know okay Okay, thank y'all. I, I was just it, something. I just thought there was something. Again, oh. hey, ben. hey Ben. Again, hey, I think it was just the entire discussion that we had of oh, the entire thing. Because again, early on with how intense the Chundru um, Kevin Smets feud was, we were like, I think everyone was like, man, if Kevin would have like physically harmed Chundru, I don't think anyone would be upset at that. But I think like if if just grabbing someone by the collar. If that's the thing that happens, then I don't see a major problem in that. I don't think that's going too far. I think, like, leg like punching, I'm not saying legitimately punching someone in the face, like, stage punching someone where it looks like it was, like, they actually punched them. I think maybe that's going too far. Well, in saying that, you want to dive into our good? Well, before we go into that, like there are again, there are multiple topics I want to talk about tonight because oh, they're no. No, like no. because well, it's just this week has been a lot of um, contemplative, like looking through sort of the showdown and where it is at this point. And the reason why is because there's been a lot of discussion this week about um, the Star Wars division. <sighs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that and I really wanted to talk about the Star Wars division because, as everyone knows. There was a match in the Star Wars division that happened, which I'm look, Andrew DiMolanta got me points, so I'm not mad about that. But there's been a lot of discussion over if the Star Wars division should still be sticking around next season, or if it's just is it fun or is it not fun anymore? And there's from what I've heard through some um, of the players. And such, um, again, Molly Damon specifically that have, you mentioned. I bring this up. I was surprised that Goldlayer didn't get a post-match interview. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, look, look, again, I'm going to be honest, and I know Luke's going to be honest. We didn't watch the match. 
I just know who won. To. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Um, here's again, it's I don't want to say it's because of the paywall, because it's not. They needed to no. find a way to appease the fans because all the fans wanted more Star Wars matches. And we weren't gonna get that unless it was digital. The only way Christian would have been happy to do digital if it was behind the paywall. And that's what happened. But I think because, and again, Molly Damon has said this. I've been in some Discord chats where I've seen that being discussed on if people have said that they would be shocked if the Star Wars division comes back next year. And so my question to you, Luke, is do you agree with that statement? Will you be shocked if Star Wars comes back next year? This is the hardest. This is the hardest conversation to have. Uh, also, Brian, uh, it was mentioned on Reddit too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw it on Reddit as well. That's where I first went to find out about POV talking about it. So we went. I went over and listened to them talking. It was they had great discussion on it. I think there needs to be a break. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't. Because the issue is, like, I don't want to see this division go because they're such incredible competitors. But it is starting to get a little too nitty-gritty. I think taking a break, kind of like what they've talked about where you do different divisions, maybe a Marvel division one year or a Harry Potter division or a Lord of the Rings division, doing those would be fun. I'm not – that would be interesting. But I think where the schmodown is, in where it is right now, Honestly, I would not do any of it. I think what they're going to have to focus, they're going to need to double down to say what is working with Titans was not working with Titans. And how can we start marketing this product to reach a new audience? Because let's be honest, when you look at the views for the Schmodown right now, you're getting about the same. And they're not terrible views. I mean, it's doing okay, but you're not gaining a new audience. And so I think that's why I say the Schmodown might take Star Wars out and put an emphasis and focus on how can we gain a new audience? Because we're just not seeing a new audience come into the... Um, oh, um, Brian said, MCU or Disney division makes more sense since... There's a movie each year, and plus there's a lot of films in those divisions. Agreed. Yeah. I I just think as a whole, I think the Schmodown is in a a weird identity crisis because they're not being able to reach a new audience. Yeah, and I understand that. I, For me, again, I, I agree. I feel like it's harder now with Star Wars because... If at this point, if you don't know the smallest detail, and I loved it, I love being able to see competitors be like, if you don't know the smallest detail, you are not going to win a Star Wars match. But after hearing, like, again, Thomas Major departing because he knew the strain. Thomas Major? I mean, Thomas Harper. (laughs) I mean, Thomas Major still is a good name for him. Come on. But. Thomas Harper, him like departing from the Schmodown because he has said that um, um, he has said like it's been harder for him to study. Well, Star Wars in the last two years was mostly television. Exactly. Like he even said like it's harder for him to study, but he wants to be there for his kids and he wants to be there with his daughters. But he knows that if he wants to keep the title, he's going to have to study like like no other. God. Thomas Major was that strange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Major. But like like I'm like because that was an important thing. Like if you want to be the best in Star Wars, you literally have to be studying nonstop. Whereas I feel like if you were to do and I think this is what they should be considering. I don't know if they're gonna do it, but have there be a different specialty division every single year. And then maybe after five years of not having a Star Wars anything, like a Star Wars division, maybe after five years, if the Schmodown is still going after five years, bring Star Wars back as the specialty division. And you can still always say like, oh, the Star Wars division is still like this person, whoever wins the belt at the end of the year, they are still the champion. We're just freezing the title until we come back to it. And then that's the thing. And like that's that's what you could do. Like but every single time there's a new division like MCU or 
if they want to go further, Marvel slash MCU. Make it just all the Marvel movies that have ever been released. And that's the division. And then next year, DC movies. Next year, Disney, et cetera, et cetera. I think, I, I just think as of right now, after Star Wars has not had a new movie come out in two years, like Brian has said, I think it would be best if them to just start taking the Star Wars division. Actually, and just it's been three it. years. That's true. 2019. Yeah. Years. Oh, what I, I think what this season, I know this might have upset some people, and I think this has been a conversation around it. I think this season they should have brought in the live action Star Wars shows, not the animated live yeah. action Star Wars shows. That would have brought some more life into Star Wars because don't get me wrong, Star Wars was incredible, like like the one of the hardest divisions, but you could start to tell that they were starting to niche down. Yeah, just, they don't have to if you bring in live action. Yeah, because then you get to series. talk about like let's say after Collision they decide, oh, we're going to bring in the live-action TV shows. You're oh, bringing in... Well, I mean, just, I know, just I know, let I me. <laughs> but if they were, that's The Mandalorian, Season 1 and 2, The Book of Boba Fett, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just adding those three shows. And that's it. And that's going to... And that's a lot And that's a lot to study. That's a lot to add to it. But the questions will add a lot. I, and I get why they didn't because they do want it to be the movie trivia schmodown movie. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the main thing. It's just the Star Wars division is too niche. And also when you look at in. and the way I look at it at this point, when you look at the Disney Plus shows, those are basically movies. At oh, this yeah. Like you cannot tell me that when you watch WandaVision or Mandalorian that you're not watching just a long form movie. Like that's what it is. Like yeah. those are long form movies. But yeah, I felt like I felt like talking about the Star Wars division and potentially making it a rotating specialty division. I feel like that's an important conversation to have. And it's a question that I'm gonna throw to the to the viewers, the listeners. What are your thoughts on making it a rotating division instead of just it is only the Star Wars division, but like every year or maybe every two years, like because the MCU has a lot of movies, you could like use the MCU as your specialty division for three years. And then after those three years, swap it out with a different category. And then after those three years, swap it out. Like that way you can give Star Wars more time to breathe. Maybe Rogue Squadron would have come out by then. The Taika Waititi Star Wars movie comes out by then. <laughs> we hope. Yeah, maybe by that point, those movies will come out, and then you get more movies to ask about in the Star Wars division. But until then, it's all up in the air. And now that we uh, have those... Oh, I will. I do want to bring this up, too. At mm-hmm. Anyone who is watching this on the replay, please still comment in the comments below, because me, for me specifically, I'm watching the comments where we talk to everyone in the comments i respond to everyone with reason sometimes i just end up not responding whenever there's like a hundred comments and i'm like i can't keep up with all these (laughs) that happens sometimes yeah that's that's the hard part or if they're just inappropriate we won't we will actually i always respond to them oh i always tell him not to but he does i have so much fun with those but I mean, like I'm the, the ones nicest that are like person to them. No, I mean I like the so ones nice. that are. No, when I say inappropriate, I mean the ones that if you look at the comment and they lead to a, a different website, I'm like, nope, we are deleting those. We are not talking to them. I don't know. Sometimes when they send like this, uh, the weird words, I'll be like, so what cheese do you like? Blue. You gotta stop doing that. You need to put a limit. <laughs> it's so fun though. No, I don't want. Look, as the co-founder, I, you need to put a, you need to put a limit. There's a limit. Well, in saying that, let's dive into the good of this week. Might as well talk yeah. about this week. Come on. Yeah, I mean first. we were. I mean, I would have to say the good is the matches were good. There, I will say this: pure energy surprised me surprised me more than I expected them to, because I. I because after like hearing what the team was, and I hate to sound negative, but if you remember how Beth May played last year, and if you remember how Rick Hong played in the FCL, they're 
they weren't like at the top of your I want to make sure they're on my team list, even though they're very entertaining to watch. But and after round one, I was like, is this going to be what I think it's going to be? And then round two comes around with them talking animal movies and they're able to be like, yeah, we got you. And I'm like, wow, that is such an obscure category. And you did really good in it. Awesome. And yeah, that was that was really good. I really liked both team. I really liked the next chapter, Rachel Silvestrini and Moose Haas working together. They're they're great together and just I love the interaction between Adam Witt and Kaiser because it's you can tell there was again, we're continuing that rivalry from last year. We'll have a discussion about the thing that happened in that match later. Oh, during the bad? No, it just in general. Okay. If you okay. if if it's one of your goods, we can talk about it now. I, I don't even know what you're talking about, so I forgot. Oh, okay, I'll talk about it in the geeky. Okay, okay. All right. So my good, I loved seeing Rachel and Moose Haas play together. I thought they did great. I think they're a really good new team. I I love watching them play. I enjoyed the middle cutscene to no end when you have them trying out different outfits legit i wrote in my notes i never thought in a million years we would get an 80s clothes montage and i loved it it was i will say this on the editing side for that scene that was the best editing, the best camera work, the best use of music. That was the best thing I have seen the Schmodown do all season. And then I'm not saying the other stuff was bad. I'm just saying that was just so well done, so well put together. I felt the editing worked super well with that scene. And just the use of music, the way that they all the all of them acted with each other and how much they enjoyed playing this these roles together. I thought that was in incredible and i am not gonna and i'm going to brag about that completely also that scene that we watched at the very beginning of the episode that scene was incredible i mean the mm -hmm. tension what they're doing with with setting these this stuff up like you just feel the tension and i love it well i feel like we don't have that last scene without the very first scene with yes. andrew and ben and dan because that was very much a it was very much Ben and Dan calling Andrew Guy out on all of the bad stuff that he has done in the past. And Andrew basically saying, no, dude, that was that was six years ago. That was in the past. And both of them being like, yeah, well, we didn't forget any of it. And I was just like, man, I love that characters can change and shift to the point where no matter what, there is still this thing about them to where they still have to live with the mistakes of the past. Yes. Andrew Guy is still living with the mistakes that he made all those years ago. Yep. So, in saying that, because I, I think you've got some bad, or dive into the bad. I wouldn't call it a bad. I would call it a confusing. Because I would... Okay, I'll talk about it now. But... Because we, we really have to talk about it. That, that challenge... At the, the second match? Yeah. Like, again, I wouldn't call it bad. I would call it confusing because, again, even Adam Witt said, it was like, oh, well, that's the... F like, because that became a staple throughout the rest of that match of how the database said, hey, I want a challenge. He didn't he didn't put the that letter in the name. And I was like, I didn't even notice it. I wasn't... I Again, well, I'm like... Let me say this that you know you know how I want to make it worse for you. How? Oh. I was listening to um to Andrew and Nikki and they put, bring up the fact that Rachel spelled it the exact same way. Mm. Or not Rachel and Janine, she spelled it the exact same way. They just didn't catch see, it. See, that's the thing. Like she got the points too. She got the exactly. Point. <laughs> that's why and even when you look at um I think later someone Someone wrote Queen Latifah's name, but they took out the H at the end. And I'm like, okay, look, like there comes a point when the challenging can actually work and make sense and still 
like we can still continue to have fun but that is the most nitpicky challenge that i have seen this entire year i don't like the like don't get me wrong sometimes nitpicky can work if you're a ben bateman and you're being nitpicky Honestly, that works because you're using that as strategy and you're mm. using that as your advantage and you can see it on screen. Like you actually see that for this. It's like, you're just being a little too exact and it slows down the match. Mm-hmm. And, and I, again, it became a recurring thing throughout the entire match. If you've noticed like Adam Witt, whenever they wrote um, meet the Fockers, Whenever the, the opposed, like whenever the system wrote "Meet the Fockers" as the answer, he ran up and looked at the board to make sure it was spelled like exactly uh, correct. Yeah. And then later on, like in round two, when um, Paul Preston said his answer, he said it like, "Oh, I just wanted to make sure this is the answer, right?" And he said it again. I was like, "Yeah, that challenge really messed with the flow of like people actually enjoying themselves." In this I, match, and that I really what's interesting, and this is actually goes to an interesting conversation. You know, in the last couple of years with the digital matches, we had actually more technical um, challenges. We had more more picky challenges, but people didn't have a problem with them as much because you couldn't make them as a. Sh- it's you weren't worried about the show aspect of the showdown. Mm-hmm. Now, because it, we're focused on the show aspect. The challenges are actually taking away from the schmodown as a whole because mm-hmm. you didn't have to worry about these challenges at the beginning of of just when we were for, when we were in in studio years ago. Like they weren't challenging like they are now. Yeah. Now is a part of the show, and I think it's causing issues. Yeah, and I feel like if I I feel like if the movement would have noticed that. Um, if if the movement would have noticed that Janine had like spelt it the exact same way and like had the same misspelling, that that would have just halted everyone, and it would have well, been like, oh well, yeah. I want to bring this up from uh, Leo. Um, Goldlier now zero and three in number one contender matches. That's round two. That round two for him was rough, and that's what I've heard from everyone that it was a tough round two. Very see tough. that again. That that brings back the thing of. Star Wars isn't that much fun anymore because, like, of the nitty grittiness of the questions now. Yep, and Janine had the same spelling as JTE, and Wit didn't mention it. See, that was, see, that was really bad. And that I, I, I'll put that in the bad. All right, here is my bad. Mine's part partially that I think the challenges we need they need to get a better system with the challenges. I mm-hmm. think because we we have seen the past. I mean, we, we saw it with the Royal Rejects match. The challenge just halted that whole mm-hmm. match. If you want to see some of the worst comments, go go to just that match. People are just like, why did they challenge that? It's the Royal Rejects. Why would you do this? I mean, people were not happy with that yeah. challenge. And, and so I think there needs to be a better way or just kind of on the side, maybe Christian tell the competitors or the managers – cool it on the challenges if it's not something like ex- like full-blown do it but if it's something nitpicky don't do it i think it, ta- yeah. it takes away from the show aspect and this is a show now mm-hmm. i feel like maybe if it was a like again the billy bob thornton thing like with how specific that challenge is and was i feel like that would be a thing of Christian saying like, Hey, if it's something that small, don't challenge it. Don't like it's, it's so small, but if it's like something that's blatantly obvious, that's like, Hey, that is a wrong answer. Then challenge it. Well, and, and let's be honest, like, I'm not going to call out Eric on this because honestly, Eric did the right thing. He challenged. I mean, he he got the, the database. I mean, he challenged. He got the question right. I mean, he got the challenge his way. I'm not going to call him out on it, but I will say I'll call out Wit a little bit for keeping up the bit with it. I think mm-hmm. that's what was when he kept bringing up the bits, kept doing that. I think that made a difference. Yeah. But my final bad, and this is as a whole for the Schmodown, actually, 
I think the uh, marketing and promo work has not been as strong this year. Like I'm not seeing as many advertisements for the Schmodown like I used to. There used to be a massive push each week, and I'm just not seeing the push anymore. I would say, like, again, that sort of bet is something that's out of our control. Right, right. It's I just want to bring it up. Yeah, I know. it. It's one of those things where at least... Because at least when it comes to like how we critique how people play and how they choose to do their challenges, maybe a little bit they can like some of the players can hear that and be like, "All right, well I'll be a little bit more like conscious yeah. about that than that." For the marketing thing, it's like they like I don't think the marketing team is going to be tuning into our show, being like, oh, "I we know, need but, to improve our marketing." I, I want to bring so. it up though. I mean, I always want to bring it up for for just. You never know who could hear us. We might be speaking to the ether, but I want to bring it up just because I, I really hope that with marking, they're able to push it to kind of bring the show more to bigger because we want it bigger. We want this thing to really yeah. grow. I mean, but here's the thing, Luke. There's one thing bringing it up, and then there's one thing bringing it up almost every single week. I haven't brought this up in on our show. You bring it close to every single week. Not, not, not recently. And even, and uh, even if this it's is not on, on our, camera. our our personal conversation, just, yeah. but not, not, not on this show. We, uh, this is the first time I brought but, it up. Okay, this is going to be the only time you bring it up now. Eh, probably not true. All right. No, it so, will be. It will be. Let's dive into the geeky. So, yes, what did you find that was geeky this week, Luke? I mean, I love the setup that they're doing with um, Mike mm. and and um, Ben. I think the route they're going, I love the storyline that they're doing with those two. I really, really enjoy that. Um, also, I I just, I want to see um, these storylines go through. I'd love to see a, a storyline with the stars versus um, the Den soon. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that kind of, those matches. Because it's just going to be heel versus heel. Exactly, and I, I just want to see how they'll play each other. So I I have something that I want to ask to the audience and to our viewers and like to the people that call, get us back on the replay and all that. So we all sort of know, sort of, that the next maybe IG, and I'm bringing up the conversation that we did earlier. So get ready for talk, me talking about inner geekdom. Um, so we all have a guest that Sort of, um, uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, the, the, Str- yeah. the Stranger Things exposition a few weeks felt like one of those full metal trivias in the fan leagues. Oh, wow, yeah, they do, they do full metal randoms where they just take one topic and that's all the questions. Oh, wow, one okay. topic, yeah. So, my now I finally remembered. So, we all sort of know that the next sort of inner geekdom title match is going to be the rematch between Mike and. Kevin Smets because Mike has that automatic rematch. Again, not saying it's going to happen automatically now, but maybe at collision. So my question that, or the conversation that Luke and I had before we went on air, like a few, an hour, a few hours ago, was hours, I think. yeah, was that where is Robert Parker and where, how is he going to factor in the inner geekdom chase? And so I was talking to him and I was saying like, you know, there's not really many IG players left that could um, that could really make sense for Robert to play and move on. And then Luke brought up, well, maybe if they do Brother Lomas versus Brandon Hanna and the winner of that faces Robert Parker. And then Robert, if he wins that, goes into a number one contendership match. And I'm like, yeah, cool, sure. But who is he playing against if he, has, if he plays in the number one contendership match? And just because I mention all this for the simple fact of I don't think the people who have had major um, who've had major matches and lost, I don't think we're gonna see them factor into the inner geek division, inner geekdom division again until when we get a little bit closer to tournament season. Like you mentioned Chandru like as a potential player for Robert. And I'm like, I don't think we're gonna see Chandru again until like tournament season but i like the the reason why i bring this up is because do we think that the inner geekdom division just has a small roster or like again like i don't know 
Well, we've, we've already been told by Christian at the very beginning of the season, you're not going to see as many intergeekdom matches. The focus is more on singles and teams. So their roster might not be that big because they don't have as many matches for this season. I, I Again, I understand. But when we get to people like – because we've had this discussion multiple times, I, how we don't want to see multiple people like get into the same spot over and over again. And so like it – when you told me, like, oh, yeah, Robert would play in that number one contender match against Chundru, I'm like, why does Chundru deserve a number one contendership match? He lost to Kevin Smith at the beginning of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's what – well, I was just kind of thinking out of the side of the box. Honestly, I'm leaning more towards maybe like a Brandon Hanna. I think Brandon versus Parker, Parker would probably be your most likely. If, Other- the, if he beats Brother Lomas and such. If that's the match. You yeah, never if know. that's the match. Be- See, that's the thing. Like, we because we don't know who officially is on, on the Intergeekdom division roster, we don't know what could be shaking out. Again, we don't know the situation with Mara right now. So, I know she's been, like, not feeling well. And, like, she's been ill. She's had to go to a lot of, um, maybe, I believe she had to, she's had to go to the hospital. So, it's still unknown where she's currently at right now in terms of recovery. But... Or was that years ago? I don't remember. Uh, well, there, there, there's been some medical stuff recently, but nothing specific. And mm-hmm. uh, we, it's kind of been hinted that she's coming back. And I would say if you're going to do the match, bring back Mara. I think Mara versus mm-hmm. Robert would probably be the best match to do because they're both coming off of, you know, their losses neither... against Mike Kalinowski. Exactly. So it, it would probably be best if they both See, came back. Play. And this is another reason why I brought this up. I like Brian Nussbaum brings up Parker should join the den based on the Twitter war. Like, yeah, that Twitter war has been like very prominent, but when is Robert coming back? That's We're the thing. Not if, seen him. Yeah. If Robert, I, I even theorized maybe Robert comes back post collision, but even then, like, would that be too late? I would say like you strike when, while the iron is hot and if Robert's coming back, you bring him back either the either this week or the end of June. Honestly, I think this week wouldn't be a very per- I and and this is a very interesting conversation. Whenever you have like a huge match like we're getting this Friday, do you like it better when it's more of a fun match like the Real Rejects match, or do you like another story driven match that's going to continue the the main storylines? I think it depends on the match prior because this week you can say that it was a story driven match, but again, it's like a coin toss because we don't know where this is going to push the movement moving forward, except they're get on their run to get a title and potentially yeah. get a title shot, but that's it. It's going to be, again, I'm expecting the movement to go up against coast to coast now and the winner of that faces um danger zone yeah yeah i i could see that yeah so again these are just these are just discussions that we sh- that we could be having i think the inner geekdom one we should be having the the specialty division we should be having that conversation of what should be done with that division again just different topics for different things but do you have anything else in the geeky? I sort of like went on a mini. No, you're good. You're good. Honestly, I think for geeky, I think uh, we're we're good for the moment. Um, just you know, something I just want to ask the audience before we uh, we put in our plugs. I'll go ahead and bring up that that banner. Um, go ahead well, and click the book. I know, but um, I just want to get your uh, opinion in the comments. Maybe after the show, let us know how we can make this show better. Let us know how we can grow this show out, how we can gain more Schmodown fans to join us on on this show. Something we have noticed is as this channel grows, our Schmodown show shrinks. So I I just want to find ways of growing this show as well. I love our channel and our channel is doing incredible, but we love being able to see more Schmodown fans um, come and hang out with us. So let us know things that we can do to get better, things that we're doing that might not be too great. Let us know so we can upgrade get better because we do want to grow grow this show because it's the only time we really get to talk to the audience not like directly do we need to move to a different time slot let us know in the comments 
Because it would be like a third time gosh. slot shift. Honestly, I don't think we can. I mean, we've got like it works better. Like it works normally better for most people to be a little bit lighter. It normally about if we go any lighter, we're running into other shows. And like you've got the action guys going to start in a couple weeks. They're going to start their show at seven again on uh, Mondays. They're moving their show. You also got PLV tonight, which is normally Sunday, but they're having it tonight. You also have Spin from the Real, which we we don't want to impede on their show because they're again, really good like, friends of ours. Again, again, this it's just the thing that I'm. It's up to the commenters now. Like, what should we do to improve our show? But anyway, we're in the middle of plugs. So Luke, plug everything that you need to plug. Uh, we got all the reactions. We should be doing an Obi-Wan reaction this week. We'll probably be doing a Miss Marvel reaction. We're going to start those when that starts up. Uh, we'll probably release those maybe on Saturdays, I think. I think we're going to release those on Saturdays just because Mon Fridays will be Obi-Wan. And I need enough time to edit because they both release on Wednesday, which is very frustrating. <laughs> so frustrating. Uh, and so then uh, trailer reactions, there should might be one tonight, maybe. Hopefully, mm -hmm. maybe. I think we might do the Sandman one. Yeah, that's that's a trailer that came out. You could do the Resident Evil one, maybe. Man, I'm not your Resident Evil guy. Just Look, I know, but it's like it came at Netflix, you know. Yeah, I know. But and that that just check out the channels. Go check out Oso Galaxy. Go buy a Galaxy Geek shirt because honestly, we're so excited about that. And yeah, Eli, plug, um, plug away. Yeah, so for me, you can follow me everywhere on social media at Mr. Eli Mag. You can also go over to my YouTube channel, Mr. Eli Mag, where this today actually I released the newest episode of my fantasy booking series, and then on Wednesday. I'm going to be releasing the next episode of Pitch This, which continues the FNAF franchise. Um, I'm on episode six. Yeah, I'm on episode six, which is the sixth installment of the Five Nights at Freddy franchise, which I'm changing the title because in the video game, it's called Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria Simulator. I don't like that as a movie title, so I've changed the title. Excuse me. And Luke's been like telling me, no, Eli, you shouldn't change it. Like, I need to change it. People need to know what the movie's going to be called. And so, yeah, that's coming up on Wednesday. And then again, continuing every Wednesday with Pitch This. And yeah, that's really it. That's all I have. If there's nothing else, then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you all have a great rest of the day. Thank you.